the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And the free roll contest is back and it is better than ever. $5,000 are up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Grazie, 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 dai, forza Ferrari. Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Welcome to another edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. We're running out of F1 races on the season, but they have done nothing short of entertain us all along the way. Yet another entertaining race last week. I mean, entertaining from the standpoint that there was stuff going on all over the track, but pretty predictable in the outcome, the overall outcome in the Dutch Grand Prix. I mean... Cody, at this point, <laughs> picking winners is just a, it, it's, yeah, maybe they'll happen, maybe they'll not, but it seems like it's Max's world and we're all just swimming in it right now. Yeah, and I mean, this was the week of all the re- races we've seen lately where there was a good period of time where, where it looked like Max maybe wouldn't get it done, and then just, man, luck just was on his side and things fell perfectly. You got guys with issues late, causing safety cars and changing strategies and Man, Lewis Hamilton's looking like maybe he was on his way finally, and uh, not to be like you said, it's Max's world. We're living in it. He's uh he's the sixth fastest driver to reach thirty wins now. Guys like Michael Schumacher, Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, all on that list. Um, the record is thirteen wins held by both Schumacher uh, and Vettel in two thousand four and two thousand thirteen. Each of them won the championships those years. And won 13 races. Max is at 10. We got seven left. Man, it's hard. It's hard at this point in time to picture him not at least tying the record, if not beating it. I mean, I I, I don't think there's any way he wins all seven races, although, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, and and I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a different angle on him this week. Uh, but, man, that, that record is... It's very doable. He's got seven races to get three to tie those two legends and four would make him the single season holder, which it's, it's incredible to have won 10 of 15 so far. It's, it's, it's just amazing. And yeah, he's, he's owned this season for sure. 
we've seen it in the past with F1 where, where some of these drivers just get on these tears and nobody can catch them, nobody can stop them. Well, and somebody's going to have to if they hope to. I mean, and they're not even talking now on the broadcast about taking home the driver's championship. Now they're just talking about some other form of champion. They're like, can we get someone else to the podium of something else, please? Because it just seems right. like it's a foregone conclusion that yeah, I, Max I, is going to take I'd it home. I'd say they, that they're already getting that engraved for uh, for Max. Yeah. Just go ahead and send send that off to the, to the guy that's going to put his name on there because I don't think uh, – anybody's going to catch him at this point. Yeah, now all we got to do is just make sure somebody spells it right. That That's kind of where we're at at this point. Just make sure it gets spelled correctly because that's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, there's 10 wins in Verstappen. Uh, but here's the thing. So I, I was going on uh, F1 Twitter and just kind of looking around, trying to figure out what the, the... Read the room, as it were. There's a lot of folks out there saying this race was rigged. Now, Cody... I'm telling you right now, I'm a, I love a good conspiracy theory, a lot like everybody else does. We live in a transparent world where so many things, you, you just you can't put things by anybody anymore. And yes, it was probably suspicious that a safety car came, that a car went on the track and, and probably shouldn't have. But dude, these guys are professional race car drivers that want every lap of, and they want to run every lap. And yeah, something may feel off about their car, but they're not ready to just hang it up. Like, they, they want to get back out there and see what happens. So, should he have gone back on the track? I don't know. But by the same token, these guys are competitors, and, and they want to run as many laps as they can. So, getting back out on the track didn't even seem at all suspicious to me. Yeah, I mean, that's just people that are, are looking for something. I I don't, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Why, at this point, I mean, who wants who wants to see Max just win every week? Like, it overall for the sport it would probably be better if somebody else won won a race or if lewis ham i mean what a great story if lewis hamilton gets to victory lane first driver with over 300 starts to finally do it you know the seven-time champion he hasn't done it in a little while now people are starting to question it so i don't know i mean i guess it's always possible there's a lot of things that make you wonder in motorsports it's like really was that you know oh this random guy just suddenly spins out and then you know, somebody he's he's teammates with or, or manufacturers with benefits from it, something like that. But yeah, I mean, these are 20 of the best racers in the world. And I get that sometimes there's team orders and and you see guys, you know, give another guy a break, but they're still 20 of the best in the world and they still want to compete. Even these guys in the cars that don't necessarily have a chance, they still want to be out there and prove what they can do in the equipment they're given. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, you're always going to have the conspiracy theorists, but uh, I, I don't buy too much into this one. And it's not like Perez was the one that held up the show. I mean, it was somebody that had right. zero to do with anything, to be honest with you. It was uh, Yuki Sananda who, who went off the, who went in, had a, a pit stop, came out, probably shouldn't have, realized, nope, something's still wrong with the car, and, and stopped on the track. So, well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, we see it all the time in motorsports, like parts and pieces go wrong. Things happen. They went in, they thought they fixed it and they sent him back out there. And you know, sometimes you hear a noise in your car and you think it's one thing and you take it in and it's actually something different. So they got, you know, five seconds in the, in the pit stall to diagnose and try and make a quick change. And they changed the wrong piece, I guess. <laughs> I can't diagnose anything in five seconds, let alone <laughs> yeah, exactly. a highly you're sophisticated just, racing yeah, machine. Guessing. 
okay, based on what he said, this is probably what it is. Let's change that. And maybe that's not what it was. I don't, I don't know exactly what, what was failing on that car, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, you know, conspiracy theory is something fun to talk about and, and see how oh, maybe this, but I don't really know. I mean, I, not one I'm buying too much into. It was the gizmo when it was should have been the thingamajigger. That's that's what they changed. That, that's what happened. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, all right. Enough conspiracy theories. We had a race last week. We will break it down uh, for you again. It was the Dutch Grand Prix. We'll talk about how predictable that finish was, but how unpredictable uh, of a way we got there and how our bets laid out in stage. But before we do, and as we always do, let's tell you, about when are you thinking of joining win you probably should because now is the perfect time if you're a new customer and you bet a hundred dollars you get a one hundred dollar free bet it's perfect for kicking off the nfl season plus the win bet casino is always open it's 24 hours a day where you can get a 100 deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars plus just in time for the season win has released their first qb to throw for five td prop bets you want to get down on that and there's so much more there is to choose from all you got to do head over to sports podcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you that's sports gambling podcast.com slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to chain terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 you love free rolls i know you do well our free roll contests our free roll football contests are back college football contest you want fifteen hundred dollars that's up for grabs nfl contests five thousand dollars to the winner and a two-night stay at the win las vegas that is up for grabs as well you want to get in on this you do it exclusively in our discord at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord football fans couple days away now and maybe if you're listening to this on thursday football season is here the nfl regular season is kicking off and as of week one you get ready to place your bets i know you do and you want to lock in your fantasy team well to do that you got to check out the elias game plan app it is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the nfl not just that but the nba mlb it's got everything you need to get a competitive advantage i know that in our line of work we need stats we need we need analysis. We need everything we can get our hands on. Every number possible to make the perfect bets and say and pl- and place them for you as well. Well, the Elias Game Plan app is the app and it's the most trusted name in the sports stats book. It's the Elias Sports Bureau, official statistician of the U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. App lets you access team and player stats. You get head-to-head comparisons and Elias key insights for your renowned search team. App is really your one-stop shop for player news and league-validated statistics. I know, again, I use stats all the time, and the Elias Insights help me know that my game strategy is backed by numbers, not just my intuition. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today, and right now, I got a special offer when you subscribe. You get a 14-day free trial off a, a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan. But only if you use my promo code, that's SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use my promo code SGPN. If you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU FUBU TV is awesome to say. It gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no 
extra charge. You also get a hundred over a hundred live sports and entertainment channels for a fraction of the price of cable. So watch on all of your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBU TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. SGP. For all of your sports betters out there, all of you, I want to tell you about the best way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguy.us. At promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports book in the country. Talk odds boost and more importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. Promoguy.us is your guide to smart betting. Once again, that's promoguy.us. All right, we talked about the Dutch Grand Prix last week. We had some bets on that, and uh, I think we did pretty good, as a matter of fact. Uh, obviously, calling Max Verstappen to win, we both said that. We gave you some extra winners, but uh, even still, I mean, look, <laughs> Max Verstappen was going to win that, and we all knew it. So uh, we, we tried to find other good bets out there for you, and I feel like we did. Uh, all right, let, Cody, let's start with one of your bets. Uh, you had the Ferrari to win practice number one at minus 110. I mean, look, Ferrari did it, right? But uh, not this day. Man, dang it. Oh, so close. The Mercedes get first and second. Then it's the Ferrari. Then Carlos Sainz is there. And then practice two, they're first and second. Practice three, they're first and third. And it's like, man, so dang close. Yeah, they've been loading, you know, off the truck. They've been fast week in and week out. They were close again. Not didn't quite get it in practice one, of course, but uh, close, close on this one at minus one ten. Yeah, I mean, look, and these practices could go either way. And of course, what is what does Leclerc do? He goes out, fires off fastest in practice two and practice three. He just did not fire off in practice one. So, I mean, he made you look good in practice, just not the right one. The wrong practice sessions. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I went in the practice direction as well for my first one, and I took Russell Ham uh, Russell over Hamilton uh, in practice number one at minus 140. Thank goodness George Russell came out first because Lewis Hamilton right on his heels in second. So this was like, this was the bet, this was the cash, but it literally happened in that order, Russell over Hamilton in practice number one. By the skin of your teeth, but hey. A win is a win, so take it. Uh, yeah, good call on this one. They both looked really good out of the gate, uh, like we said. And and that's not – man, lately it seems like they've been sucking in practice and uh, not showing up right out of the gate. So that was kind of part of my Ferrari uh, to, to, to win that practice because they've been slow out of the gate. And not this week they were quick out of the gate and and then, uh, you know, ultimately looked pretty good in the race as well. Didn't, didn't turn out their way, but uh, – but you, you got it right here, so yeah, props to you. You know, and it's funny because now that I've, I've been watching this for a little while and, and, and really kind of digesting the strategy of it all, it, it is amazing to me that practices, they matter in NASCAR. I mean, we're not going to, let's let's not mince, they matter in, in NASCAR. But times and it just, I feel like the, the overall strategy and practice for F1 is a lot different in, in the way that they approach these three practices versus NASCAR getting out there and, and logging laps and you know seeing and diagnosing the car. These guys use this for all sorts of different reasons, telemetry and and you know trying to figure out how to make the car better practice by practice by practice. So um, 
it's okay sometimes for them to unload and not be quick because they'll just turn it around in practice number two and, and turn a wrench and it'll all be better. Like they don't, they don't sweat it that much. Yeah. Yeah. In NASCAR, I mean, we see it a lot where, where practice is very indicative of what's going to happen in the race almost. And then in F1, it's totally different. It's almost like they're working on, on different things and just translating those little pieces they're taking into the race. So it's pretty cool to watch and see like the differences in how they handle it. And, and obviously they get the full three practice sessions, not something NASCAR does anymore. NASCAR used to have a ton of practices. Now they very much limit that, but uh, yeah, it, it is interesting to see. And, and a lot of times the practice doesn't necessarily translate to what happens in the race. It, it, it does in some ways sometimes, but, but a lot of times you'll see these grids kind of all over the place. And then in the race, you get a totally different result anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you kind of get the same well, result, but yeah, plus yeah. Max, D- but different. Max wasn't on top any of these practices. No, he and then he's not. the best car. Well, yeah, he's probably, he's the best car out there. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, when you finish first, it was, yeah. uh, all right. You had, boy, you, you were in full fade Leclerc mode and, and Charles Leclerc actually picked this race to say, you know what, Cody, I'm done. I'm done with you fading me. Uh, yeah, this, the, uh, the second bet I had fading him had so much life for so much of the race. The first one, not so much. I had his teammate, Carlos Sainz over him at plus 140. At plus money, I still don't think it was a bad bet just based on what we've seen from Leclerc this season. Uh, this one was not really close at all during the race. Leclerc was constantly ab- above him. Sainz finished eighth after the penalty late. I think he was sixth maybe sick. before. Yeah, unfortunately for your bet, uh, before the late penalty that put him back to eighth. But this one wasn't even close, honestly. Uh, Sainz uh, just, just did not have the car. And Leclerc didn't have these same issues. I mean, they weren't great on the day, but but they were better than they have been. And uh, yeah, that I was full fade on him these last couple weeks. It's paid off pretty good quite a few weeks in a row. And this week it, it, it came back, which eventually you knew it would. And uh, and that that fade him luck train ran out. Yeah, unfortunately. And so I'll just I'll parlay that right into my next bet. I had uh, uh, Russell and Signs as top six finishes. Uh, this was at minus two twenty five. So I mean, you know, bookmakers thought it was going to happen too, and it did happen. Damn it, it did. And but unfortunately, Signs had a pit penalty that he, you know, look, we see this in NASCAR all the damn time, and these guys bump into each other. So, like, and, and there's no pit penalty for, for, like, bumping into each other on the pits. These guys barely, I mean, it wasn't even a, no contact was made. It was literally just him getting too close to the car exiting pit. And they're like, no, no, you, you breathed on his car too much. You must now pit serve your penalty. So, yeah, that cost him five seconds, which put him in eighth place uh, instead of the fifth place that he finished before, which would have put both of them in the top five. And I would have had, or either top six, and that bet would have cashed. But unfortunately, because these cars don't play nicely close to each other, uh, I, I got chipped out of a bet. Yeah, it's. I mean, again, obviously, we're right on track because even though he didn't have the greatest day, he still finished fifth on the track. It's crazy because it's it's not like he was speeding on pit road or something that like gave him an advantage to put him in fifth. Like he literally just got in the way of was it Alonzo? I think that he yeah. got close to or whoever. But, um, yeah, it is crazy how, how some of these penalty systems work, and it, it's different. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you missed that one. But I think it was still a good bet because 
like I said, I mean, that that didn't necessarily affect where he finished on the track. The penalty, of course, shifted him back to eighth and unfortunately did not catch that. But uh, but I think you were right on track with where he would finish, which was safely inside the top six. Indeed. Just the penalty. Because he did finish. He did finish there. Damn it. I'm, I don't care what F. That was rigged. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, yeah, speaking of rigged and, and the whole conspiracy theories, I'll jump on that train uh, when we get into my uh, Leclerc. No podium. Was not on the podium a majority of the day. Late, late in the race, you know, you got the two Mercedes up there. You got Max up there, one, two, three. And then we get the late race restart. The field got, you know, pushed back together. And uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton, not very happy with his team. I think he said something to the effect of, you guys really fucked me over today or something. So that's always pretty interesting when you hear, I mean, those guys don't hold back with how they feel about their team and what they think their team did to them. Uh, so man, he, he should have been on the podium. He should have gotten a win, but he did not. And that, uh, that late pass there put Leclerc on the podium. So the no podium at plus plus one thirty missed. But again, I, I think this was still a good bet because 90% of the day he was not on the podium and, and he didn't have the car we've seen him have early in the season or, you know, him and Max were head and shoulders above everyone. The Mercedes were better than he was. And he, he happened to sneak back up in there, but, uh, but I think it was a good bet of plus money. We just missed out on that one. I mean, it was cause it was a cashing bet for uh, a lot of the race. So handicapping wise, you got it right. Unfortunately, the end of it did not justify what happened because we talked about it and, and I skipped over this bet because I was going straight to the Russell bet, but, uh, I had the safety car. What would there be a safety car? The yes was juiced at minus 200. But Cody, once again, you only pay the juice if you lose. So if you bet there was a safety car, not only was there a virtual safety car, which for a second was like, uh, does that matter? Well, it didn't matter anyways, because an actual safety car was called yep. to get uh, Sonda off of the the um, the track after he pulled off the pits and, and realized, oops, I can't keep going. So that definitely cashed the safety car bet. So thankfully, and and... I thought it would be for incident because these guys, like I had said, were driving just like balls out for the last few weeks. And it's just a matter of, you know, every every time there was a safety car, it was basically for some kind of incident. But this time it was just because of a pit mistake, which doesn't matter how it came out, came out and cashed. Yep, came out. That's all that matters in uh, cash. So, yeah, props to you on that. Over to my winner. I did have Lewis Hamilton 12 to 1. I was feeling really good about that late. That was looking really nice. Didn't work out. But, uh, Obviously, we had talked about Verstappen was minus 200, I think, last week. So it was like, that's pretty tough to, to bet on that for a guy to win the race. So went with uh, getting the pole, getting the fastest lap, and winning at plus 265. That did cash. The fastest lap was a hell of a sweat. The fastest lap, I'm pretty sure, changed every lap the last 15 laps of that race. And it was Max. Then it was... Lewis, then it was Shaw, then it was George, and it's like, oh my goodness, stop changing and just land on Max, and then he he put down the fastest lap, and it stayed with him, uh, so we got the clean sweep and got him up to plus 265, and uh, yeah, now he's like minus 270 to win this week, so uh, we'll obviously get into that when we get on the betting side of things, but, but glad we found a way to get that to plus money, glad it all worked out, he, he swept the whole weekend, his home race. It was one of those things where, you know, 
you really expected it based on what we'd seen and based on those things. And if you go back to the conspiracy, it's a seated side of things. His home race, it all works out in his favor. Maybe they do have a case. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. We I'll, need the uh, we need the conspiracy music from the from the main SGP show. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I tell you though, you know, it, uh, um, the DRS was just making everybody that much more. You know, it was just like this guy's hitting, this guy's hitting, this guy's hitting, and yeah, that fastest lap. I, I watched it go from one driver to the next to the next to the next. And I thought, oh man, Cody. Cody's I like probably, how they have that little purple clock up there so you can watch it so you know where it's at. Exactly. It seems like every week we have a fastest lap prop in there somehow. And it's like, it just keeps moving. And I'm like, just stay. And then it goes back to Max. I'm like, yes. And then it goes off of Max. I'm like, no. <laughs> but uh, ended up ended up working out for us in the end. So a uh, lot, of, lot of faster and faster laps as that race went on. Uh, yeah, indeed. So my last bet that, all, that I threw out was uh, Alpine double top 10 finish. Uh, at minus 140, that hit, and it, I, I'm glad it hit because for a second there, it looked like it may not. Uh, Esteban Ocon finished in ninth, and it was Fernando Alonso. He was pretty much safely inside that the whole day. So Fernando Alfonso finished in sixth, but it was uh, Ocon that I was actually sweating a little bit because Stroll and Gasly were both sort of uh, right around that area for him. And, I mean, not that he was going to lose it or anything, but... It took till the end of the race, basically, for him to just make me feel like he was going to finish in ninth. And then, of course, uh, with the pits being the way they were, you know, it was just a matter of, of was he going to hold on to that? Because he got shuffled back uh, a little bit in, in those pit stops and those pit cycles. And thankfully, he landed in ninth and we got Alpine as a double top 10 finisher to cash. Yep. Another great bet by you. You you did it. Man, you killed it in both NASCAR and F1 this week. Bunch of winners from Rods. So luckily he's he carried the show through us through last week for us. But uh yeah, Alonzo was one of those guys that uh, I wrote up. I've been we switched up because I, I had been writing a betting article for F1 every week prior to us starting the show. So we switched it over to a DFS article and he was he was kind of my cover guy on that and uh played him in quite a few lineups and and cashed pretty good on, on quite a few of those guys I had in there, but he helped me out a lot because he's, he's really been running extremely well these last few weeks. And that team overall, again, getting the double top 10, they've, they've been doing really well. So that was a great call out by you. Yep. I, in fact, I wanted to go with them again this week, uh, but I didn't like the odds that they were giving them because now, now the books have caught up to Alpine. That's yeah, that's the thing. Top Once those things start working, they, they get out of reach. <laughs> Books were like, yep, well, we noticed the trend. We listened to the show, so now we know. Yeah, that's like the Mercedes. We were getting double top six for like minus 150 for weeks and then even minus 200, and now it's like you're not even going to touch it because it's north of 300 now. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that at all. Uh, all right, yep. speaking of our bets for this week's Italian Grand Prix, Let's throw them on you in stage three. But before we do, let's tell you about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today. It's got millions of players. I know you already have a fantasy league on there or four or five or 12. I know I use it for a majority of mine all pretty soon. I'm migrating all of my old ones over to Sleeper now. It's a game-changing product. It's unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So now, not only can you enter the contest via the over-under itself, but you can do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. Want to know how it works? Patrick Mahomes, your starting quarterback. Good job on drafting, by the way. 
Not only do you think that you're going to win that fantasy matchup because Mahomes is going to throw for the first five TDs, call back to win bet, but you think that he's going to hit his over 250 passing yards prop line. Go ahead. Don't even leave that screen. Make your over-under selection right there from your fantasy matchup screen. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. Why am I so excited about the over-under and sleeper? It's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out to other. Not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props as well. So stop what you're doing. Download Sleeper to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. And of course, make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group at Sleeper. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper is going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using that promo code SGP. Go to Sleeper.com slash SGP. You're going to get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I know you... You're the person that runs your pools in your office, right? You've got all of your spreadsheets all over your desk. You've got people coming up to you at all times during work asking you about updates. They want to change something. They want to yell at you because they don't like the way you run your pool. Stop all that. You have help. Go to run your pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition. It brings sports fans and their social circles together. You can compete, connect, and make every game matter that much more. Plus, Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun. You get Pick'em, Survivor, Fantasy Pools. It really is the one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you aren't going to find anywhere else. Not to mention, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGP and NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now. Reserve your spot. You win $500 cash and a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store if you win. Go sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. I use a ton of tabs. In fact, to be honest with you, I've got a ton of tabs open right now, but I only needed one to look up all of my odds and research for the articles that I'm writing for Sports Gambling Podcast, for everything that I do, because... The rest of the tabs are just for me because I feel lonely without them. I used to have them open all the time, and then I got lonely, so I had to open them all up again. But I only have one that's got anything on it. It's OddsTrader.com. OddsTrader.com is the place to compare odds from all of the major sports book. You can compare the different sign-up codes to and promotions from sports book to get the best deal. Also gives you player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day, weather even. even. You're going to be the most informed better in the world by going to Odds Trader right now. It's also got a bet tracker, so you can track all of your bets across the different books. You want handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics? Get them all over there at Odds Trader. It's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. Game day bets, race day bets. We go to Italy for the Italian Grand Prix over there in Italy for the new race, the next race of the schedule. Again, like I said, we're running out of races, but we only got a few left on the, on the schedule. And I mean, what I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven more, seven yeah. more. Uh, we are on the Pirelli Grand Primo d'Italia 2022. This, uh, this is shaped like a shoe. I, I'm just going to flat out say that this is, this track is shaped like a foot. Uh, so these guys are, there's not a lot of hairpins. There's not a lot of craziness that goes on. This seems like a track that 
most uh, F1 drivers can can navigate safely, which is why I did not go with a safety car in this instance. Uh, but again, this is a, a nice, gentle track based on what they were doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, but again, I mean, these guys are going around it at, at 200 kilometers plus an hour and, and really just uh, we're in for another exciting race. I'll tell you right now um, from this Italian Grand Prix last season, Cody, it was crazy results last season. Yep. Daniel, Daniel Ricardo. Ricardo. Lando Norris and Botas uh, finishing on the podium. Leclerc just outside. Yep, and Hamilton and Verstappen got into it that race. Kind of really, really spurred that uh, that run with the championship after after getting into it there and then going back and forth. So, yeah, pretty crazy res- results last year with uh, with Ricardo. I'd love to go back and see what his odds were to win that race because I'm sure they were pretty crazy. I, you can only imagine whoever bet on that person or whoever bet on Ricardo back then was probably a very, very happy ticket holder. So, um, all right, Cody, let's set up our bets for the Italian Grand Prix. Looks like we've got some fun ones again. Well, I'm going to stick, stick to my guns and go with Ferrari practice one fastest plus plus one seventy. I feel like you're still getting pretty good value on it at, at plus money. I don't see odds for pr- plus practice two and practice three right now. Honestly, when they come out, I'm probably going to bet all three practices and just take Ferrari and all of them because we've seen it week in and week out. They're always fast. They're always good in practice, no matter what. Now, they did have a hauler fire on the way from uh, wherever we yeah wherever we were last week uh, from the Dutch Grand Prix to the track this week. I guess the brakes overheated or something on the trailer, and, and there was a fire and but it seems like everything is okay inside the car or inside the hauler. So, but man, uh, the jokes, jokes were flying uh, in the discord on that one because uh, you know, Ferrari making yet another mistake, uh, probably put the wrong tires on it or something I think was said uh, pretty funny, but, uh, but yeah, Ferrari always fast in practice. They're always good. It's the home race for them. They're home in Italy. They're going to want to show off. So uh, I love Ferrari this week, especially in practice. And, and uh, yeah, so, so the official bet is going to be plus 170 for practice one, but I'm going to bet all three practices. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Ferrari unloading fast over the last few weeks, and so hopefully you're right in their own backyard. Did it in NASCAR, right? We talked about how the Ford guys love to show off in front of their folks in, in Michigan. So it's, it's the same to another level too, when your <laughs> when your entire uh, operation yeah. basically is. Oh, and last that. week with with Max at the Dutch Grand Prix, I mean, these guys they they take things like that seriously. And to Ferrari, it's a big deal to race in their backyard at home in Italy. And hopefully, somebody else is calling for them this week, and uh, <laughs> and things will just be better. <laughs> Ferrari, but we know they can be fast off the truck. the The speed is never the problem with them. It's it's all the other stuff that they do to just continually step on their own toes, but but speed is not the issue ever. They always unload quick. They're always fast in these practices. I mean, we saw it last week. They were the fastest in practice two, practice three, and other than Mercedes, were the fastest in practice one as well. We've seen it. I think three of the last four races, they've been the fastest in practice one even. And so that was the trend I was riding into last week was three in a row they had done it, missed out last week, but again improved. So. I think you just bet all three of these and you're probably going to hit two of three 
if not the whole the whole trifecta and sweep them sweep all of them and that would be a hell of a weekend uh but it'll continue to move with my favorite bet which shout out to uh our, our buddy over there on twitter and of course in the discord lights out f1 bets uh he jumped on my my uh favorite bet of the of the weeks and, and i'm gonna just go back to it again because why the hell not i went off of it one week when it actually didn't cash for me and i felt ah oh, man I went back to the well too many times. But then what do they do? Well, I'll tell you the bet first. I'm giving you the fastest pit stop once more as Red Bull. Look, when I gave it out that one week, they smashed not only the fastest pit stop of that race, but of the season at 2.1, I think it was 2.12 seconds. Well, what do they do for an encore last week? Well, they go out and smash a 2.09 second pit stop. For Perez, Perez seems to be the one that is the recipient of the best of the best of the best. I mean, Verstappen's had one or two, but it seems like they kill on Perez's car. Uh, but I'm going to give that one back out. It's only minus 150, so it's not even juiced ta- <laughs> most as much of the other bets out that are out there in the minus 200s, minus 300s. This is still only minus 150 for Red Bull to have the fastest pit stop. These guys, they, again, week in, week out. There was only one week that they didn't kill it within the last three or four weeks. So. I'm going to go back to the well again. I like their chances. These guys have honed it in, man, and they just kill it every single week. And they just keep getting faster. So if no other team can catch them and they keep getting faster, then can they even catch themselves? I guess that's the question. <laughs> I, I think that at this point, like on the track, they're the only ones who could beat themselves uh, in the pit lane. I mean, man, they're just cooking off fast times. And it's each and every week. Uh, I think it was the one week you lost, it was by like point zero four seconds or something anyways it was point zero seven seconds yeah exactly so it was extremely close they've been fast week in and week out especially specifically perez's crew like you talked about they seem to really have it figured out and uh they seem to be a pretty safe bet to to always at least be in the mix so i mean you know what you're talking about with these pit stop bets so i'm definitely going to tell you on that i love it uh, i'm gonna yeah i mean i just want to watch them Go fast. That's all. It's, it's amazing to me when they pick it up, put it down, and they're gone. It's like, okay, just don't run in anybody or don't even look at anybody in the pits. That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible watching, especially coming from NASCAR where now we're getting sub-10 second stops, but even just last year it was 13, 12, 13 seconds. And for them to do it in two, it's just it's incredible to watch. All right, what you got next? All right, jumping, in, jumping into my next one. I'm going to go with the fastest lap here. Lewis Hamilton is 14 to 1. We've seen speed out of these Mercedes cars week in and week out. I just talked about it la- this last race where George had the fastest lap at points. Lewis had the fastest lap at points. And at 14 to 1, I-, I feel like there's just as close as some of these fastest laps have been. You know, Granham Bet Max has taken quite a few of them lately, and it worked out for us that way last time. But Lewis has had some fastest laps this season. We hit that 33 to 1 back. Uh, I think it was the British GP where he had the fastest lap there and he's proven they can be fast and he can lay down good laps so even if he's not the one that wins the race he can get that fastest lap and uh i mean he's won the italian gp five times as recently as 2018 so he obviously knows this track knows how to get around here and whether he's in the contention to win or not i think he can lay down the fastest lap And, and again one of these ways where even if max comes out and wins this race you can still have money somewhere else and hit a 14 to one, even if you get the same winner over and over again. But, uh, but yeah, Lewis fastest lap 14 to one. I like that one. 
I mean, I'm not going to choose a favorite driver in F1 yet because uh, I'm still too new and, and my brother's not hounding me to pick one after three, uh, three races. But, and, and I don't want to pick Lewis Hamilton because, the, you know, the dude's already like a, a multi-champion guy, right? Yeah. So I don't want to be a front runner. He's already got seven, so you got to yeah. kind of pick somebody different. It, that'd, be like, that'd be like coming in and picking Jimmy Johnson at, toward right. the end of his career. And you're after, like, well, yeah, yeah you, he's already got seven. Of course you're going to pick Jimmy Johnson. That's your favorite. So, exactly. uh, but I like Lewis Hamilton. I really do. I like him a lot. So I, I don't, I don't hate that bet because I, I never want to see him not do good on the track. And I think I respect him more after this race too, after just flat out listening to his radio to, Hey, listen, man, you guys. Yeah. I don't like him. Tell, right him, now. tell him how it is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like you at all. Uh, all right. I'm going to move to my next one. I'm going to give you a first car to retire. Uh, this one's a weird, we haven't done this one yet. I don't think in our, in our span of, of betting plus five fifty will get you an alpha Romeo as the first to retire. And I will tell you that in the last three races, an alpha Romeo, uh, has retired. So, and it's been Botas a majority of the time. Uh, so I, I think there stands a very good chance. Something's up with those guys. Like they're not finishing races. They're not doing well. They're, they are not. They don't have it together like they should. And, and for three races in a row now to, to retire, I don't like their chances to, to finish this race either. Um, you know, he, fin he finished in the last two, uh, uh, Valtteri Botas in the last three races. So, um, and hasn't finished. So I, at plus, plus, at plus 550, if the trend is, is showing me that he's not finishing races, and, and again, it just doesn't look like it's been really anything that he can do to finish a race, I'll, I'll sprinkle some on, on him to not finish this race too in, in Italy. I like it. And uh, jumping into my next one, I, I feel like we're going to lose some cars on this one. So I've got under 16.5 cars classified at the end of this at plus 175. If you're newer to F1, you have to finish 90% of the race in order to be classified as a finisher. So if, if you don't complete 90%, you're not classified at the end. So that's how that's scored. Um, but under 16 and a half. So the last couple of races this season, we've actually gone well over that. We've not had a ton of retirements or at least not retirements until late. Um, but looking back specifically at the Italian GP, we only had 15 classified last year, 16 the year before. Now it was 17 three years ago, but then 16, 16, the, the races previous 2016 was the last time that it was 18 finishers. So, so again, three years ago, we had the 17, but there's been a pretty good trend of a lot of cars not finishing this race. Um, so I, I'm going to ride with that at, at plus money. Uh, the trend with the track history is there. And even though we haven't necessarily seen it the last few weeks this season, uh, I think that we could see some crazy things. We've seen some very odd part failures and, and just issues with some of these cars. So I think we're going to see a few early retirements and uh, get under the 16 and a half classified finishers. Yep. So long as the first one is an Alfa Romeo, I'm going to go ahead and stand behind you on that one <laughs> because, yeah, like I said, you know, you, we've watched these cars kind of go off on the last few races and it doesn't seem like it's that common, but it, it you know, in the end it kind of does because we're watching it happen more and more. These guys are pushing harder and harder and be it error, be it uh, accident, whatever, it's taking them off the track. Yeah, and how many times have we seen just like two or three cars get into it the first lap and, and you know, then they're out quick and then you lose two or three cars early, 
then you only need another car or two to, to get you over that hump uh, before that 90% of the race is complete. And it, it can happen pretty easily. So I, I like it at, at plus money, especially. I do too. Um, all right. Speaking of plus money, I wrestled with this one, Cody. There was there was so many angles I wanted to take with this one. And as I was digging in, because I knew I wanted to make a bet on the winning margin. Okay. I, I haven't done one in a little while. Came close the last time. Not really, because first stop and beat the hell out of everybody in that race. But that's that's why one of the angles I was looking at. If we're gonna think, if we think Verstappen's gonna win this one. I wanted to figure out where that winning margin was going to be. Now, it's been all over the place in Italy. It's been under a second. It's been more than 10 seconds. So can't really take track history here because it's just kind of been all over the place. So what I did was a cu- last week, the, the winning margin was only about four seconds, just over four seconds. So that doesn't fall within my margin. But the, the couple races before that, Verstappen has just whooped the field. So I went to find the best value. So I'm going to say the winning margin here is between 6 seconds and 10.999999999 seconds. All right, this is at plus 350. I like this because, once again, we saw strategy play out too a couple of weeks ago where Verstappen won by just a little over 10 seconds, like 10 and a half seconds. So, but that gives you a pretty wide cushion of, of where you can go from, you know, 6 to 7 or 8 and, and have that good. But we've seen Verstappen be so good so much of the time that, to me, if he's going to win, I think he's going to put some folks uh, in their place and not necessarily beat them by a small margin. I think he's going to win and win kind of big this week if he does. So uh, give me winning margin, 6 to 10.99999 at plus 350. Yeah, I mean, again, where you look back at the uh, at the track history and it's kind of all over the place, just finding the value in that, seems to be really smart because if it can be any of these, so they're kind of all an equal playing field, you're getting the one with the, with the really good odds. So I like that. And, uh, you know, as long as, uh, Charles Leclerc wins by that much, then I'll be a happy guy. I'm switching it up. I've been fading him week after week. I'm done fading him this week. Plus six fifty, max minus two seventy to win this race. It's just, it's too much to take. If Max comes out and wins this race, is anybody going to be surprised? Absolutely not, of course. But Charles Leclerc, plus 650, he's finally, the value is starting to get there where you can't look past it. He's a very, very good driver. He's in very good equipment. Not very, very good play calling. That's been the thing that's held him back, and we've talked about it. But last week, they limited their mistakes and was able to finish third. You know, things can happen. Max can have a problem. Something can go wrong. That's probably what it's going to take at this point for him to lose. But I'm not going to tell you to lay minus two. I mean, minus 200 last week was was about the max. I'm not going to tell you to lay minus 270 on somebody to win. You can actually bet the field at like plus 190 against Max, which almost is worth it just because, man, you got to think something goes wrong eventually. Or, you know, and, and really... There was a way he could have lost last week. Had there not been the late safety car, he would not have won that race. So we've seen the weakness can be there. Now, he's the best driver in the best car, the best in the world. Yes, we get that. Yes, he's probably going to come out and win. He's probably going to dominate this race and win by 45 seconds. We know that. But things can happen. There's too much value on Shaw Leclerc. He's seen it. We've seen him be able to do it, especially early in the season. Trailed off for a while. We talk about this a lot in NASCAR. 
You can fade guys for a while as long as you realize when to stop fading them. This is where I'm going to babe Ruth and call my shot. Leclerc's winning this weekend. Uh, and, and at plus 650, if he wins or he gets a podium again even, you're probably not going to see these odds on him again. So this is going to be your one time to be able to get down on it. So uh, I'm going to fade Max for a week. We'll see how it goes. Just going to hope and pray that something goes wrong or or takes him off course. But uh, Charles Leclerc at plus 650. If he doesn't get it done, I'm basically always going to pick a Mercedes as my longer shot because they're there each and every week. Uh, George Russell is plus 1,200. That's, again, too good to pass up. Mercedes, again, has been extremely good. Russell's been the better of the two, I would say, you know, as much as I love Lewis and want to see him get it done. We've seen it week and week after. And we saw last week, there's not team orders for Russell to, to give up and let Lewis take it because that did not happen last week. It's not going to happen. I don't think it matters what Lewis says. It's not going to happen. So uh, if Shaw Leclerc doesn't get it done, if something happens to Max, George Russell 12 to 1. You always got to have one of those longer shots. You saw it last year. Uh, I don't I don't have the exact odds. We should probably look that up just to see. But uh, but long shot can win here. It's been done. I wouldn't necessarily expect Carver to get it done again this year. But uh, but I think one of these two guys could. And, and a plus 650 and at 12 to 1, I like both of these. I do too. Uh, and really, again, what it all boils down to, the max on max, I suppose, is minus 270, right? That's where we're at. Uh, yeah. yeah, but what... <laughs> What it all boils down to is, I mean, if you're going to bet, bet max, bet max if you want to. That's a lot of juice, right? Cody's right. Uh, so throwing it out on some of these well, other guys. The juice if you lose. So yeah, you know, but still, if, if you want to go into there, but uh, that's a lot of juice. Yeah, that's that's gallons. We we want you drinking ounces, not gallons. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to give you my winner, and I I like uh, Hamilton this week. He's plus eight hundred to win. I I liked him last week, and he almost did. I mean, look, he probably could have stayed out. I don't. I'm, I'm Verstappen would have probably chased him down and made it interesting at the end, but I still think Hamilton stood a very good chance because uh, he was in the lead. Could have just stayed one stop. Yeah, I did not. I didn't get that. You, if you put yourself on equal playing field, you're not going to beat Max. You've got to have the advantage. And, and having I, I the understand lead, his frustration yeah. and why he was mad. You you have to take the advantage you have and do what you can with it because. If, if you're going to come in and put yourself with him right behind him right there, you're not going to be able to beat him head to head. I... No, not not the way he was running. So, so, so hopefully they learned. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm hoping for because at plus 800, look, I don't I don't care if it's him or Russell, but I the way I see it, I'm sure Hamilton, seven time champ, right? The guy has has won won many many times before. He knows how to speak to his team. I'm sure they sat down. They had a nice long powwow about exactly where everybody else went wrong but him on that day and look when you're a a proven champion when you're somebody who has been there before let's say a guy like maybe tom brady in the nfl right the people listen to you and they try to do everything they can to make sure that you are happy because you are a known commodity so you come out the next week, you're going to have the best equipment that you're possibly going to have because you don't want to be on that guy's bad side. So I see Hamilton having a, a, a way better race this week or than he did last week toward the end because I, I'm feeling strategy calls are going to be a little bit different. Tire setup's going to be a little bit different. Things are just going to be a little more... Of, okay, it's like when you get yelled at for something, right? The next time you go out to do something, you try not to get yelled at. 
That's what these guys are doing now. They're just trying not to get yelled at. So I think Hamilton's going to get all the best toys to play with this week and uh, and come out and actually win one because I don't think he wants to lose the way he lost last week. That's for sure. Yeah, I like it as well. I mean, I I just laid out the case for Mercedes. It's kind of a toss-up between either one. Uh, so I'm glad you took Lewis since I went with George. But yeah, I, I like it. And again, if Ferrari does what Ferrari does and Max has an issue, then most likely Mercedes is going to be there to get the win. So you can easily take both of those guys and even Charles Leclerc and hope that something happens to Max. And there's a good chance it's one of those three guys. Of course, it could be someone else, but I would say those three have the best chance if Max has an issue or, or doesn't have the car for some reason. All about sprinkling. A little sprinkle will make up for anything else that might happen. So uh, love it. All right, get your pens and paper out. We're going to go over the bets for you real quick. Cody started it out by a Ferrari winning practice number one at plus 170. I'm giving you another fastest pit stop as Red Bull, minus 150. Still value in that to be had, despite the fact that it is at minus 150. Uh, still fastest pit stop. Uh, Cody's giving you the fastest lap as Lewis Hamilton at plus 1,400. Saw do it last week. Of course, it got taken away from him almost as quickly, but <laughs> he's still able to do it. He's still got a fast Mercedes, and we love him for that. I'm giving you the first car retired as an Alfa Romero uh, at plus five after Romero. Alfa Romeo. I've been speaking English a while now. and uh, <laughs> A yeah. while as in like your entire life? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, some, some would beg to differ. Alfa Romeo, at pl- I do know what I'm saying, folks. At plus 550 uh, and, and, and more specifically probably Botas if it's going to be one. Uh, Cody's giving you under 16 and a half classified finishers at plus 170. I'm telling you the winning margin is going to be between 6 and 10.9 fill in the blanks uh, seconds at plus 350. And then, of course, Cody's going to fade Max, hashtag fade him betting wise. Maybe not, you know, just he's probably going to win. But if he doesn't, Leclerc at plus 650, Russell at plus 1200 are his bets. I'm right in the middle with Lewis Hamilton at plus 800 to win. Cody, I. Thoroughly enjoyed waking up, and I, truth be told, I DVR the race so that way because it starts at I, ungodly. It's real early where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> so I DVR and I wake up and I hit play almost immediately, and it's nice to have racing. And I can there's no commercials to fast forward through. That's even the most beautiful thing. Like it's it's it, commercial it free. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's usually like an eight o'clock start. I'm in Central Time in Nebraska here, so yeah, I, I used to be you know I liked my Sundays were always my sleep in day. I'd sleep in, but now I set that alarm. I get up right before it starts, watch a little bit of the grid walk and stuff. And then, yeah, I mean, it's basically wake up, turn it on, watch F1. It's a great way to start the start the day, get get the juices flowing. Now we're going to have NFL on Sunday, so you wake up, get some F1 in. You can watch that while you're setting your fantasy lineups, doing doing your uh, survivor picks, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, get, get ready for, for an NFL day and a NASCAR day. And, man. Sundays in the fall, best time of the year. Gonna have the dual triple screens going, whatever I need. I need to get that God's eye set up like uh like they have at the SGP studio. That's the dream. I don't think that's my wife's dream, so it might take some convincing, but uh but that'd be nice someday. But uh yeah, man, I, I love this time of year so much. You got racing, you got football, it's all here. You can bet on everything, got all your fantasy stuff. It's it's great. I I love it. I've seen that God's eye in person. It is equally as impressive. In fact, not more impressive than it is when you're looking at it. Follow God's eye SGPN 
on on Twitter, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna get your treats because that's that's the dream. That is the ultimate goal of every DJ. Yeah, what it's what eight eight screens there, 12. and then they got another one they can roll in it's or like, whatever it is. It's like twelve screens. So it's was it twelve? Yeah, yeah, even better. See, yeah, this man, beautiful. Uh, all right, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media as we prepare for this Italian Grand Prix weekend? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I'll have a DFS article for F1 uh, later in the week. Like I said, that that one went pretty good last week. Uh, I took down took down the Discord game. So join us in the Discord too. We use, we have a five dollar game where we all play and talk shit about it against each other. It was a close one. I got my buddy the Gindy 500 this week, so uh, I'm sure he'll get me this week. And we seem to go pretty back and forth with that. But uh, yeah, you can find all my work there. Got a bunch of NFL stuff. If you're into DFS for that, I had an article today that came out for the Thursday night game this week. All kinds of other fun stuff. IndyCar had a clean sweep on that last weekend. Their championship is this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Follow the show on Twitter at F1 Gambling Pod. That is correct. That is the wrong theme music, guys. How about we kick it off with this? <laughs> Anyways, do not forget that Friday is when practices begin. It's Friday and Saturday, and then Saturday's the other two practices and qualifying. And then, of course, Sunday morning is the race. So if you're new to F1, that is how the schedule will shake out for you. <laughs> That's why we're getting this show to you earlier, because that way you can hit a practice bet on Friday and uh, and you know that you're good to go and you're not scrambling on a Thursday to try to figure out how to place your Friday bets. We'll give you plenty of time, plenty of time this week to get your bets in. Follow me on Twitter at Gomez. There is a link in the bio with all of the places where you can find my work, uh, be it on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network itself or on the Sportsbook Review where I've got football, I've got NASCAR, I've got CFL, <sighs> you name it. I'm talking about it or writing about it. So, anyways, get in on that Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Join the F1 chat. Got a lot of fun talking in there as well and the NASCAR. But, uh, yeah, until next time, everybody, enjoy your F1 weekend. Enjoy, enjoy the Italian Grand Prix. My daughter's learning Italian. I got to figure out how to end that, but, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Let's go racing, everyone, and let it ride. Let it ride.